Hi everyone. Um, so this episode is supposed, or this MacTech um, MacTober episode was supposed to come out yesterday. It didn't. Well, actually, it was supposed to come out Saturday. It, uh, it's coming out tonight. I was planning on doing something for tonight. Um, I ran into some problems though. Uh, to be fair, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff lately. Uh, depression. Um, yeah. So this is. You know, uh, this is the last of the Mechtober episodes, and um, I am going to make sure for next year that I have something awesome. Well, let's not use the word awesome, because awesomes are a mech. Uh, let's, let's just say I'm going to have something spectacular planned for Halloween. So, I hope you enjoy it, and I apologize for all the crazy stuff going on right now. Y'all have a great Halloween, um, and... Going into November should be pretty fun. So let's get to it. Thanks. Hello, everybody. This is Carrie here with the Unicorn Company podcast and the last of the Mechtober episodes. Yes, it is a day late and a sea bill short, but hopefully that won't be too much of an issue and Comstar won't come breaking my knees. Anyway, what we're going to be looking at today is pretty much, and this is the reason I can kind of go off script for this one. Um, the episode's pretty much written for me already by Catalyst. Yay. Um, all right, so I know that sounds lazy, but this is where I'm going. So, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do another thing for tomorrow that's bigger, and you'll see. Hopefully it works out. Anyway, getting into this, uh, this week's battle mechs. That's right, plural. Uh, we are actually going to be taking the two mechs that are shown in Battletech Turning Points Foster. Um, if you have not checked out this supplement, I would highly advise it. It is um, a conflict between the Hell's Horses, Clan Coyote, and Kindra Smith Jewel. Um, and essentially shows a microcosm of what happens when a clan steps out of line, a la the Wolverines. Um, and it looks like they also snuck some Phoenix Hawk 2 Sea Art in there as well on the, the little story page, um, right after the, right after the cover and the cover page, and then you get the little story. It, the, yeah, there's a really interesting Phoenix Hawk 2 Sea they snuck in there. At least I think that's what it is. Anyway, um... What we're going to talk about today isn't the scenarios or anything like that. It is the two battle mechs featured within the Night Chanter and the Spirit Walker. So we get a little bit of information about what's going on with these two. Um, and they are part of something that was called Operation or the Pueblo Initiative. And the Pueblo Initiative is something that was started by Clan Coyote after Omnimex started to proliferate uh, throughout the clans because they suddenly found themselves on the back foot with having developed the technology, but then also being, um, well, essentially what happened was only so many people were, you were only allowed some, ha, excuse my French. Well, my, my, whatever that was. Um, you were only allowed to trial for Omnimex from them so many times um, each year. And what eventually happened was 
clan uh, Jade Falcon won them. Excuse me. And the thing about Clan Jade Falcon winning is that apparently Clan Jade Falcon then decided everybody needed an Omnimax. That or they just lost a lot of uh, trials for them. And um, Clan Coyote suddenly found itself facing a bunch of different clans innovating on the Omnimax technology and the concept. And they needed to bulk out their, their forces as far as Omnimax capable units. So what they did, and this answers a couple questions actually, is they reached into the Star League Defense Force stuff and um, reworked some of the standard battle mechs. Uh, we know of two. So the first of these, and if anybody's ever asked, where is the Omni Crab? Well, I give you two answers to that. One, or not the Omni Crab, the Crab 2C. One, the Black Hawk, the the, the Nova. It is. The crab on steroids. It is the end result of if the crab, like, took a bucket of steroids and became a bodybuilder. Just without picky hands. And the other answer to that is the Night Chanter. Now, the Night Chanter is a 45-ton mech. Um, and it is powered by a 225 standard engine. Giving it a lot of, um, that's what I'm looking for here. Gives it a lot of uh, durability compared to most Omnimax. But mind you, it also gives it a smaller amount of weight to work with. Um, it is protected by ferrofibrous armor. And, hmm, excuse me, has... Doesn't have any integral jump jets, um, has a maximum speed of 86 kilometers an hour, and has 13 tons of pod space available to it. So it has a rather small payload, and it's essentially a, an Omni-Crab. Um, now, physically, there's nothing restricting you from putting anything anywhere you want in the chassis if there's empty space. Fluff-wise, though, the Omni-Crab, or the Night Chanter, um, can only carry stuff in its arm pods and on the center line of the torso. So pretty much the two slots in the center torso and the arms. And they apparently, being an early Omnimac, they had issues with getting the lower arm and hand actuators to be removable. So it is permanently like a little interesting laser boat type deal and... Yeah, it gets weird. It gets to be a weird mech. Um, and, I mean, the concept behind it isn't bad. The, the crab is not a bad design. But lightening it and omnifying it, I don't think, was the best way to go. Now, of course, mind you, there are some, you know, this is, this is the first time somebody's gone and said, you know what, let's take a normal mech and just omnify the thing. So there is some... You know, fluff-wise, there's some considerations that you have to make for how they're going to develop the mech, what's going to happen as far as being able to make things work on the mech. And, you know, in-universe, this totally could be something that had to happen because of the way that maybe the structure worked out or something like that, where you just could not make it work as a 50-ton Omni-mech, but you can make it work as a 45-ton. I think the crab's a 50. Um, so... 
you know, overall, it has essentially the same speed profile as the crab. It has less armor because of the fact... Well, actually, it's about the same armor, actually. Um, about the same armor, the same speed profile. You're, you're just going to have... And I actually want to say that the weapons... Because of the fact that you're using, it looks like, clan tech weapons. Yeah, it's all clan tech. So because of the fact it has clan tech weapons, um, yeah, you're... The profile as far as the weapons capabilities because of the lighter clan little pulse lasers and stuff like that uh, for the large pulse lasers. I just got buzzed by an F4F uh, Wildcat if anybody's curious what that was. So, anyway. Um, as far as the weapons, because of the lower weight, you're able to keep the same... It's the same mech, it's just different. And you'll see what I mean in a minute here. Um, but they initially, this is the first time they were deployed. Um, actually, no, this isn't the first time. The first time they were deployed was against uh, Smith Jewel, who was trying to get Omni technology and ended up taking three of them with them after the battle. Um and of course, part of the problem with the Night Chanter was it was found to be undergunned and essentially too slow for what it was. Um, because this contemporaries of this, one of the contemporaries is the Nova. You know, so you're talking about a way more powerful platform. Uh, five tons heavier. Um, and it's because it took advantage of more technology such as the extra light engine and the endo steel. Um, now, as far as the Night Chanter, we have two variants of it. We have the Prime and the Alpha. The Night Chanter Prime has a battle value of 1645. Um, and its weapon loadout on the Prime, it is a large pulse laser in the right arm, an ER large laser, in, or sorry, large pulse laser in the left arm, ER large laser in the right arm. Center line mounts a ER... ER small laser and a medium pulse laser in the center torso and a ER small laser in the head, um, effectively making this the Crab 2C. I mean, this is literally, oh, he's coming in for another pass. Um, effectively, this is a Crab 2C. Like all the people have said that, why is there no Crab 2C? This is it. The Night Chanter Prime is your Crab 2C. Um, unfortunately, in the Dark Age, I believe this thing's already extinct. Which, I kind of like the Night Chanter A. It does feel like... I feel like Goliath Scorpion would find a way to have this around simply because of the, the vintage of it and the fact that somebody omni a crab. Um, the Night Chanter A steps away from the design quite a bit. As far as the crab, um, apparently you can still have anti-infantry pods because it has one in each leg. Has an LRM-10 launcher in the left arm, an ER medium laser in the right arm, with two machine guns in that right arm, and an ER PPC. The ammunition is all stored in the arms and protected by case, because the clans can do that. And it's not actually a bad idea. So each the ammunition for the weapons is right there with them. So if the ammo blows up, the arm blows off with it, and the weapons go with them as well. Now, the other mech I want to talk about, and it was also part of the Pueblo Initiative, is the Spirit Walker. 
So where the Night Chanter is an Omni Crab, and it wasn't the best attempt at the Omni Crab, the Spirit Walker is the Omni Black Knight. Yep, that's right. There's an Omni Black Knight. And this thing is a bit terrifying. So, the mech is more liberal with where you can put weapons, which is awesome. Um, unlike, you know, as far as in the story, in, in, in the development of, of the design, um, as far as the flavor of the universe, yeah, you can put weapons just about anywhere on this thing, and it doesn't care, which is awesome. Um, and they, these were sent, spirit walkers were generally sent to units that didn't receive first generation Omnimax. Um, I mean, like I said, you have the Nova floating around. Um, in fact, contemporaries of this, of, of the spirit walker and the night chanter, mind you, like we look at the heavies that were contemporaries of it, just from the, the rat in the, in the thing, um, you know, you've got a lot of stuff that is not Omnimax, but you do have, like, the Woodsman, um, the Lupus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the Woodsman and the Lupus were the two main contemporaries of it as far as Heavy Max. And mind you, this is when they were still using Clan or Inner Sphere, like, Royals and stuff like that. And also using, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Also using 2C designs very commonly. And to be fair, the Spirit Walker would have been a more successful design than the Night Chanter. Simply because of what they're competing against. So like I said, most of what the Spirit Walker is competing with are... There's a, few, there's a few things in there like the Rifleman 2C, the Warhammer C3... Um, the lupus, the woodsman, the crossbow. But when you get into the medium mechs, you're dealing with, you know, so it's competing against the CRB 2.7 crab. Um, for some reason, the royal crab was, was not sitting around in any of the people's things in here. Um, but you also had the coyote, you had the nova. Plans, plans, clan health horses was running around with novas and kyotles. Um, Clan Coyote obviously also had the Kyoto, but I don't think that was the, was that the Omni version? Yes. Um, you know, so there was a little bit of Omni technology floating around. I think the most threatening of them is the Black Hawk. And when you compare the Black Hawk to the, the Night Chanter, it's not even a contest. Um, and they're both made for a similar combat role. It's, you know, it's lasers. It, and the Blackhawk just wins that. <sighs> so, you know, but the Spirit Walker, it did a lot better because it essentially took the Black Knight, ripped everything off it, installed Omnipods, and went to town. Um, it is 75 tons. It is powered by a 300 fusion engine, giving a speed of four, a cruising speed of 43 kilometers an hour and a max speed of 64 kilometers an hour. Um has 24 tons of pod space available to it. 
has a hard mounted um, ER small laser and I want to say the Beagle Active Probe. I think it's a Beagle Active Probe. Yep, Active Probe, not Beagle Active Probe. But in the primary configuration, um, you know, so we're looking at pretty decent armor on this mech. It is ferrofibrous. And of course, being a short record sheet, it doesn't give us all the info. Um, for weapons, it has a lot of lasers. This thing, yeah, this thing is kind of terrifying. Now, it does have 16 double heat sinks, giving it a sinking capacity of 32 heat. And it, it totally needs it. Um, it has more weapons than you can ever fire in one volley, unless you really want to cook the pilot or you're like going out in a blaze of glory. So it has one, two, three, four ER large lasers um, strewn about the mech. One in the left arm, one in the right arm, one in the left torso, one in the right torso. It also has one, two, three, four medium pulse lasers matching the locations of the ER large lasers. It also has an ER small laser in the head and an active probe. This thing comes in at a battle value of 2115 and quite frankly it would be terrifying and it's a standard engine on this thing too so this is a zombie of the, the highest proportions here um and if i ever do another grand melee i think i'm taking this thing like this is just like ridiculously hard to kill um the alpha variant the the spirit walker a this one starts off at a battle value of 1990 um, and I believe that this was seen as recently as the, uh, somebody mentioned that it was seen in Hour of the Wolf, um, where someone talked about a black knight that looked like it had a gauss rifle. Well, this is it right here. Um, it's not a gauss, it's not a black knight, it's a Spirit Walker A. This mounts a gauss rifle in the right arm with an ER medium laser, ER medium laser, and a small pulse laser with a machine gun in the left torso. The... Same loadout in the right torso, but it also has a targeting computer in the right torso, has the active probe and the ER small laser in the head. Um, as far as ammunition, it is all case protected. And mainly you want to protect the Gauss rifle and the machine gun ammo because the, the Gauss ammo is not explosive. But overall, the design is actually pretty good. Um, the machine gun ammo is housed in the left torso. And the Gauss rifle is housed in the right arm. Both of those are case protected. And the Gauss ammo is in the right torso. Um, and like I said, it's a standard engine design. This thing is, both of these are actually going to be crazy. Although all those pulse lasers, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the A. And it has still has a 32 uh, sinking ability. So it is not going to have any heat issues compared to the, uh, the Prime. So, yeah, I mean, as far as in Battletech, you know, that's how these look. And like I said, the, the Alpha, ooh, Spirit Walker A is kind of scary because it, it's way more heat manageable. And if you get to short range, it's just going to tear you up. Um, now, if I did take this in a Grand Melee, I... You know, looking at it, if that ammo blows up, the only thing you lose is 
two lasers and the machine gun and one double heat sink. So yeah, I wouldn't even dump ammo. I would just like go full hog and go to town with this thing. Mind you, you don't have that many backup weapons, so it might be worth dumping the machine gun ammo. Because the odds of the machine gun coming into play in a grand melee are pretty thin. But yeah, it's probably better first turn to dump. Um, but otherwise, though, I mean, it'll get you 16 turns of Gauss rifle shots. After that, you're dependent on the uh, lasers. So, I don't know. Kind of torn on which one I would take into a grand melee now. Because these seem like pretty interesting designs. So, anyway, you're not here to talk. listen to me talk about the grand melees, which I need to get into another one. Uh, the last one I was in, I won. Or no, second to last one I was in, I won. The last one I was in got called by security um, at... 12 o'clock, 11.45, something like that, because, yeah, uh, gotta love convention centers when they change the rules on you, right? Anyway, let's go ahead and look at the mechs in Alpha Strike. We're going to start with the Night Chanter. Um, now, the base of the design does not change between the primary and the Alpha, so this part won't change. Battle mech, size 2, target move of 2, uh, has 10 inches of movement. It is a skirmisher. Um... We don't need skill. That doesn't matter here. <laughs> so that part stays the same between these two. Let's look at the actual the damage and stuff, though, on these. So on the prime, it is 443 with an overheat of 0, armor of 5, structure of 4, with a special of E&E. &E. Um, this sounds a lot like... I have to, I have to check, and please, please excuse me for this, but... But I really need to check um, the crab, the, the 27B. Yeah, it's a slightly upgun crab. Um, it essentially hits like a crab 20 set CRB 27 SL uh, with more structure and without the ability to jump. So there's that. Um, the Night Chanter Prime comes in at 38 points and really makes me want to build a Coyote Force. Um, and then you have the Night Chanter A. Like I said, all the baseline stuff stays the same. Um, short is 4, medium is 3, and long is 3. Has an overheat of 0, armor of 5, structure of 4, with case and indirect fire 1 because of the LRMs. Uh, with a point value of 36. So it's a decent design. It's not like something to go, you know, it's not the most amazing thing out there, but it's not a bad mech. Next we have the Spirit Walker. Um, and, oh, before I go into the Spirit Walker, the Night Chanter Prime, at least in Alpha Strike, is essentially, at least, yeah, the Prime is essentially an upgun crab. The Alpha... Hmm... I mean, Alpha Strike, it kind of doesn't matter, but in Battletech, it's it's a weird, quirky thing. And I kind of wish they had expanded on the Night Chanter a little bit, um, or I hope that these two make a reappearance uh, through Clan um, Sea Fox. Not Diamond Sharks. Diamond Shark changed her name. Um, but then let's get into the Spirit Walker. So we have the Prime, and I'm going to look up the, just because I can. Uh, we're going to look up the Black Knight, at least Alpha Strike-wise. It's easy enough to go into that, and we need to find the right Black Knight, because 
the Fed Sons. All right, so let's go look at the Royal Black Knight. We're gonna we're gonna kind of use that as a baseline. Um, all right, so the Spirit Walker Prime and base is the baseline stats as far as the top box. It's not gonna change between these two, the Spirit Walker Prime and Alpha again. Um, it's a type battle mech, size three, target movement modifier of one with eight inches of move. It's a skirmisher. I don't like skirmishers being eight inches, but that's neither here nor there. And has a point value of 43. So the prime has short medium of four, long of two, with a massive overheat of four. It can one shot shut down on itself. Um, has six armor, six structure with E&E, overheat long, probe, and recon. So it can throw up to six damage at long range or eight at short and medium. Um, is it super impressive? No. But when we compare it to its uh, predecessor, the Black Knight, the Royal Black Knight, um, the Royal Black Knight has literally one more armor and does not overheat to the same level. It's like 4-4-1 four, four, to an overheat of 1. So, yeah, and of course, it has almost all the same specials, just not the OVL, um, the overheat long. But otherwise, it's, they're the same mech. Um, this is essentially the clan, like I said, it's a clan Black Knight. Um, just way big on the overheating. Now, the Spirit Walker A is, in my in my humble opinion, a marked improvement as far as Alpha Strike and in Battletech. Um, although, like I said, depending on what type of situation you're in, you may want the Prime. Um, but Spirit Walker A is 46 points. That part with the Battle Mech, Skirmisher, all that, that's the same. Um, short and medium are 6 with a long of 2, no overheat. Armor and structure are 6 again each. And it has case, probe, and recon. So it is, it's not as durable because you can lose the mech. Well, you won't lose the mech to an ammo explosion so much as you will get hurt by an ammo explosion. But 662, it's going to be more consistent damage at short and medium, mainly medium because that's where most engagements happen. I don't like the whole 8 inch move, but. You know, you work with what you got, right? And to be fair, like, this makes me curious about a uh, Clan Coyote force in that era. It's just a matter of what, how would I paint them? Um, you know, so anyway, um, that's a look at the Spirit Walker and the Night Chanter. And why did I choose these? Well, par partly because of the names, yes, and partly because, you know, they're sort of like, they're stuffed in the back of a book. And nobody's going to see the book unless they go looking for it. Or see them unless they go looking through that book. Which I think is a shame because they're awesome. Um, they are the answer to when people sit there and go, why isn't there a Crab 2C or a Black Knight 2C? Yes, there are. They were just done as an Omni-Mech and had the name changed. Kind of like the Wolverine with the uh, Hellhound. Where you know the clans were not willing to say the word Wolverine anymore because of a certain clan that got annihilated because Nicholas was an asshole. Yeah, I said it. Anyway, um, that is it for today. Tomorrow, I am going to be bringing you something that will hopefully be really awesome. Um, I need to do some binge reading real quick today <laughs> uh, to make sure I have all my facts straight. But yeah, so 
Y'all have a great day, great evening, great whatever it is where you are. I cannot believe it took me 30 minutes to go through this. Um, and I do apologize for being so long. It was just kind of an unscripted mess today. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you do like what I'm doing, by the way, um, check out the Patreon. Uh, you can support the podcast through our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash unicorn company or um, Miss Kitty Minis uh, at mythkittyminis.bigcartel.com. Um, either way, you know, you will either just help directly support the podcast or you can get some really cool miniatures for, um, you know, for your game. And I believe there is one more day left in the use of the, uh, free shipping with October 22. So, yeah. Um, give me a second. Let me look up the code for that. Yep, the code for to, to save at checkout on shipping, if you order $50 or more, is MechTober22 to get free shipping. Um, so, yep, that lasts until the end of the month, and then um, we will be going into whatever's in November for us. Uh, I don't know if there's anything special, but we'll see. So y'all have a great day, great evening, great whatever it is where you are. This is Unicorn Actual, signing off.